everybody. This is Jessica and Sadie, and you're listening to The Amazing Rewatch. This episode, we are talking about Season 7, Episode 4 of The Amazing Race. The original air date was March 22nd, 2005. And we recorded Episode 3. It seems like a long time ago. No, it feels like it really wasn't. six months ago. <laughs> so, hopefully... We remember. I mean, I guess we do, but anyways, it just has felt like it was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good to get back into the swing of things because I really missed. I didn't haven't watched an episode of The Amazing Race for like a week and a half or two weeks or something, and I've missed it. So yes, I nice forgot. So I came over to Sadie's house. I thought she had the microphones, but they were at my house because <laughs> we recorded in my daughter's bedroom. Last episode. And then I went on a trip. And now I'm back. (laughs) So. Uh, I went to Paris and Belgium. And while I was in Paris, I really tried to, like, find landmarks from season one. Mm. But we didn't have a lot of time, actually. And it was really cold. (laughs) So... We did, like, our planned tours and everything, and then when we were done, we just kind of wanted to get back to the hotel and warm up, and and then, yeah. And I, same thing in Belgium, like, we went to Brussels, and there's a pit stop at a landmark in Brussels, but it's, like, kind of outside of the city, mm. and it, like, if I would have had a little bit of extra time, I would have gone out there. Yeah. And done it, but and like took a picture and everything, but it was just yeah. So she's talking about how like in when we were in Dublin, not Dublin, Belfast, mm-hmm. we found a landmark that was kind of it, like, yeah. There was like a clue box mm-hmm. at this one cool place, and, and so it we thought it'd be fun for us to do that with different places that we travel to, which we will keep trying to do. But that one literally was like it was like two blocks from our mm-hmm. hotel, which was so very easy. Convenient. <laughs> And we got lucky with that one. So, anyways, and if you want to check that out, that's on our Instagram page. And let's get started. Okay. So, our first team to depart the pit stop are Lynn and Alex at 3.49 a.m. And the clue says drive 25 miles to Lunlunta, which is a town, I guess, Lunlunta. And find Cabana La Guatana Ranch to get your next clue. And then a couple other teams, Uchenna and Joyce and Brian and Greg leave at the same time at 7. No. Oh, wait, no. Brian and Greg and Ron and Kelly leave at the same time at 4.52. Sorry. Yes. (coughs) (coughs) Sorry. (laughs) They have $45 for this leg of the race. So Lynn and Alex... They arrive at this location at 6 a.m., so that's kind of a long drive. How did, 25 miles? That's what I said. And it took them like almost two hours to get there. That's what Phil said 25 miles. That's crazy. Because they get there at 6 a.m., and it opens at 6 30. And they end up, the gates open before any of the other teams get there. So. Once they get through the gates, the clue they receive is a roadblock, 
and it says who's ready to horse around. And what they have to do is they have to ride a horse around some barrels and then stick a spear. It was a very short spear. It was mm-hmm. like a, basically a little stick yeah. through a ring. The, and the ring is like up on a pole above them. Yeah. He's, yeah. It's a traditional gaucho activity, apparently. And they have to do it in under 40, 40 seconds. Mm-hmm. So Alex does it. And if we were on the race, this one would probably just be like whose ever turn it would be. Yeah. We kind of just have the same experience with horses, so yeah, it wouldn't be. We're decently comfortable with horses. Like our family, most of our family has horses, mm-hmm. and a lot of our like we have cousins and aunts that do barrel racing. Even yeah. though this wasn't really, it was, it wasn't like around three barrels. It was kind of like weaving through a line of barrels. Yeah, and weaving your way back. Yeah, but yeah. I think either one of us would have mm-hmm. done fine with this. So Alex, though, did his first attempt and he was one second too slow. Mm-hmm. And then meanwhile, Rob and Amber depart the pit stop at 6.59 a.m. And Joyce and Uchenna arrive to the roadblock and Joyce decides that she'll do it. So she's like walking down the line and talking to the people and she's like oh is this a nice horse and he says yes Mm -hmm. and then it's like that yeah the music and like kind of like a slow motion i'm like oh something is gonna happen yeah (laughs) you can always tell with that music that something's Mm -hmm. gonna happen i wanted to mention one thing though when rob and amber were departing they were like walking to their car and rob's like let's switch cars with someone else who has more gas yeah because they had they had driven themselves to the pit stop and were leaving with the cars or whatever. And she's like, we can't do that. Like, he's always thinking of something. Always. Yeah. Like, always thinking of how Trying he to could be ahead or... Scheme. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily bad, but he just is always mm-hmm. on his mind of how he could do something, you know. But, yeah. So... We go back to Joyce, and her horse is not nice. <laughs> or she, I don't know, like, if she is just not, like, aggressive enough or something, or too, I don't know, too aggressive. I honestly I felt know. like she was, like, she was pulling the reins, like, so, so hard, hard that it yeah. was, like, the horse was backing up and, like, just getting upset. So, yeah, I, I think it was her fault, but, it's what it looked like to me, too. Well, Alex gets it on his second try, and she... Joyce is still trying and falls off a couple of times. She falls off very pretty gracefully, though. I I know. (laughs) This made me think of my horse falling experience. Were you there that day? Yeah. I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty traumatic. Yeah, this didn't look as traumatic as that. This was... I feel like I need to tell this story. (laughs) We were up on the mountain with... So, like, our grandpa is a sheep farmer and in the summer, they take the sheep up on the mountain so they can just, like, graze and roam, you know. And so we were up there on the mountain with the sheep, and we had some of the horses. We were just eating lunch, and myself, I was probably 9 or 10 at the time, and our little cousin, Casey, who's would have been, like, 4 or 5. Mm-hmm. How much older am I than Casey? Like, 6 years older? 89 to 94 or something. 94, yeah. So five years older than Casey. Yeah. So he was like five. I was like 10. 
And we wanted to ride this horse named Houdini. We get on and I go to reach for the reins and my aunt that was helping us like realized that the reins were not connected. And I saw her eyes open and she like, like in fear and she was trying not to like scare us or scare the horse, but we, it just all went a little bit crazy. And so we got spooked and the horse got spooked. And so it took off across this open field and we were screaming at the top of our lungs, which did not help because that just scared the horse even more. Yeah. Like it was at a like dead sprint. And I just remember this was 25 years ago. And I mm-hmm. remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. I remember running through that field and thinking we were getting like close to the trees. So we were like in like an open area. We were running towards like the the like forest. The tree line. Yeah. And I was like, we are going to run into a tree. We're going to get, like, decapitated. Oh. Like, it was terrifying. So I almost was like, we just need to, like, jump off. But the horse was going so fast. But then it it, it jumped over, like, a little creek. Mm-hmm. And we fell off anyway. Yeah. I remember watching it happen. Like, watching. <laughs> I didn't see, like, the part with the reins or whatever. But I saw you guys, like, running and screaming. And I was like. What's happening? Like, I was still too, like, I don't know. It was, yeah, and you all the adults been, were like, ah. so, yeah, <laughs> they were like trying to chase after us. Yeah. Obviously, you know, they can't run as fast as a sprinting horse. Yeah. And I like messed up my hip. It still hurts sometimes. Like, because yeah. I fell directly on my hip. Casey broke his arm. Anyway, <laughs> it was, it's still so, such a vivid memory to me. It was so scary, but yeah. So, but- you got back up on the horse. <laughs> I don't know if that day necessarily, but I don't think I did for a while. But yeah. yeah. Anyway. But eventually. So yeah. Joyce, her horse falling was not quite that dramatic. And she yeah, can't she pick was a like, new horse. They won't let her pick one new one. Yeah. And she never like cried or like, yeah. said, I can't do this or anything. Like she just kept getting back on and doing it, you know? Yeah. Like, and yeah. So she wasn't super. She wasn't scared of it at all, falling even. <laughs> well, when Alex gets it on his second try, they get their clue and it says, drive yourselves 25 miles to Mendoza, to the Mendoza airport to take one of two flights to Buenos Aires. One leaves at 9.30 and the other one at 2.30. That's a big difference. Yeah. And then you'll travel by taxi to, it says, it's like not very descriptive. Travel by taxi to the tower to find the man with the clue. <laughs> what tower and what man? That's just all it says. Yeah. That's all they give us. Context clues. Well, like the little, the words across the screen says the English clock tower. So that gave us like the actual uh, location. Yeah. And then like the teams talk about the man in the raincoat. Yeah. So, so there they was had more like, yeah, there was more information but, for them, but. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, so, yeah, the flights do leave far apart, but they kind of have to because these are these other teams They're are leaving Spread later. out, yeah. Yeah, this, these departure times are very spread out because we have people finishing before anybody, other, other teams leave. So, anyways, um, Ron and Kelly are driving their car and the brothers are right behind them. Ron and Kelly get off an exit and the brothers keep going. And they're like, 
they went the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> the brothers get lost a little bit. So Ron and Kelly get there first. And Ron, I mean, Kelly does the roadblock. Um, Joyce finally gets her clue. She did it in yeah. 37 seconds. And yeah, good for her. And Rob and Amber are lost a little bit too. Wait, did we say what time they departed? Oh, yeah, we did. We talked about that. Anyways, so. Kelly gets it on her first try. Mm-hmm. And then the brothers, they realize that they're going the wrong direction. So they turn around and they come back right as Ron and Kelly are leaving the roadblock. Yeah. But Brian does it in 33 seconds on his first try. I know. He did really well. <laughs> when they say, they said like, they have to do it in 40 seconds, which is a time professional gauchos do it in or something like that. Well, they said that was like the minimum standard. Yeah. I'm like, that's a very <laughs> that slow was really professional. Slow. <laughs> yeah. Like very slow because 33 seconds was, he, he wasn't going like crazy fast. Yeah. Anyway, so 40 second professional is not a very good one. <laughs> so yeah, he got it in his first try as well. Lynn and Alex are getting to the airport, and they obviously get on the first flight, and Yuchenna and Joyce get there and get on the first flight as well, and Ray and Dina are just leaving the pit stop at 8.34, and Ray is not happy about this. He He's, was so rude. Yeah, he is like... He's like, I'm gonna. we're in the back yeah. of the pack with these bottom feeders. Yeah. We're stuck with the bottom feeders. I don't want to be associated with the teams of this caliber. I'm embarrassed to be where we are. It's like... <laughs> Well, you're you're on the same place with them because you are you're like you're running the exact same pace of the race. Like, yeah, you're not there for any other reason. Yeah, (laughs) you're not there for any other reason than that's just where you are. Like, it's really annoying. Yeah, it's like he's so much better than everyone. And they haven't even like they haven't come in first or even close to the top. They've been in the back of the pack the whole time, haven't they? And they haven't had like, oh, that was so obvious that that was. You know, their car broke down or they got a flat tire or anything like that. It's just that's just where they are because yeah. that's where they are. Well, because <laughs> like, Dina was one of the people that quit the roadblock last mm-hmm. leg and took the penalty. Mm-hmm. And she didn't even try. Like, yeah. she sat down for like five minutes and was like, there's no way I can do this. And she did the same thing with the roadblock today. Mm-hmm. So they they depart at 834. Gretchen and Meredith are at 844, and Susan and Patrick are at 855. So, <clears throat> so that other, like the first group of teens, we'll kind of just hurry and finish it. They, yeah, the, they finish the roadblock. Rob and Amber get to the ranch, and Rob does it on his first try, too. So, those first set of teams are like all getting on the 930 flight, and they're like, Rob and Amber are not going to make it. There's no way they're going to make it. They're not going to make it on this first flight. And they're yeah, all... Because Brian and Greg get there at 925. Yeah. And the flight leaves at 930. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all sitting... Like, they had to check their bags because it's a small plane. They're all sitting in their seat. <laughs> and Rob and Amber walk on. And they just love their faces. They think it's so funny that everybody's like... And everybody was mad. They're like, we're so glad that they didn't get on this flight. And mm-hmm. then as they're walking to the plane, Amber's like, I can't wait to see their faces. Mm-hmm. And they were proud of themselves because they're like, everybody on this first flight ate the food last episode, like last leg. Like all the teams that mm-hmm. made it on that first flight finished the roadblock or the, yeah, the roadblock yeah. and ate the food. 
which I think is very impressive and good mm-hmm. that they made it on the first flight. And then Rob and Amber sneak on. And they get they got to the airport at 9.30. And they let them get on a 9.30 flight. <laughs> yeah. So they're not happy about it. But this really, def- like, sets – there's two sets of teams now. There's very big difference between, like, the first group and the second group now. Mm-hmm. The first group is way ahead of the second group. Yeah. So they leave on the 9.30 flight. And then we come back to Ray and Dina. And yeah. Dina is doing the roadblock – and she immediately, it was like, there's nothing I can do. The horse won't go. I can't do anything about it. Yeah. And, there's uh, just nothing I can do about it. And he's like, go. Like, you have to yell at the horse or do, like, kick it or do something. Yeah. <laughs> that would be very frustrating to have a partner that just says, there's nothing I can do about it. I can't do it. Yeah. Like, obviously you can or they yeah. wouldn't make this a task. Yes. So, or n- And not everybody else would be gone by now. Yeah. So Meredith and Gretchen get there, and Meredith does it, and he does it on the first try. And Dina... It takes her a few tries. Yeah. And her last try, they, like, both take off their shirts, and they tie her legs to the saddle. Yeah, I did not understand what they were doing. She said she couldn't do it because her feet kept falling out of the saddle. It's like... That does not have anything to do with how fast the horse goes. That's weird. And then, so they both take their shirts off and use their shirts to tie her legs to the horse i'm like that would be scarier (laughs) i know i would never tie myself to any part of a horse like that is scary so she finally gets it yeah and they're in the car heading to the airport and and ray says like another thing like i'm not a back of the pack person i am not going to accept that period like he really is acting like He's so much Somebody put them this. there. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, you put the, yourself there. Like, what do you, what? So, Patrick does the roadblock for the f- mother son team, Susan and Patrick. And he is struggling. Like, he does it in 45. They have to do it in 40. And, like, Susan's like, come on, you can do it. And he's like, it's really annoying when you tell me what to do. And they do this a lot. Yeah. Like, when she tries to get him to be positive and keep going and he's like, don't talk to me. Leave me alone. Go away. I'd rather not do this than yeah. have you like telling me what to yeah. do. Yeah. And he says, mom, I want you to stop before we have an embarrassing moment. <laughs> and that would be frustrating too because she's only trying to be helpful and she's yeah, not annoying about it. Yeah, she's just trying to it. like encourage him and yeah. give him some wouldn't advice. Wouldn't you want to have a partner that's like, come on, you can do it. Keep going. And she's not like, Stop doing it this way. Do it exactly as I say. Blah, blah, blah. You know, she's just being supportive. Like a supportive mom. And he's so just like, don't talk to me. Don't even stand by me. Go away. (laughs) It's like this past um, season that just aired, 35, the father-daughter team, Steve and Annalie. Do you remember? Yeah. (laughs) Everybody in the Facebook or the Amazing Race fans Facebook group were so annoyed by her because she would say, come on, dad, come on, dad. And they're like, oh, "Oh, she is so annoying. And, like, people really started to not like her because she kept saying, come on, dad. But, yeah, like, that didn't bother me. And it didn't bother him either. Like, he said, like, I really need her encouraging me. And, like, it's good when she pushes me. Yeah. So I would think that being a teammate like that would be better yes but then ray who's like oh my gosh come on yeah i don't know 
Anyways, Patrick finally gets it. This last group of teams go to the airport and get on that second flight and realize that they're pretty far behind everybody else. And it is a smaller group. So the first group has four. The five. Second, five. The second group only has three. Mm-hmm. That's really scary to be in the back of a pack with only three teams. Like, yeah. You know it's very... And you tight. yeah, you know there's going to be a huge gap. And yeah, if somebody in the first plane got lost five hours at you know yeah there's no way so they know that they're kind of racing for last place so the first flight lands and because rob and amber were the last ones to get on the plane they're the first ones to get their bag and to get out of the airport and get in a cab and lynn and alex are the last ones to be out and this part is so funny because they get in the taxi and lynn and alex lynn is like like, people think that if you just talk in an accent, they're going to understand you. Like, you're not speaking the language, but you say it in an accent, and they'll understand <laughs> you. And he's like, hurry, hurry, million dollars. <laughs> million dollars. Like, it's a race, million dollars. <laughs> it's like, well, he doesn't understand million dollars, if you even if you say it in an accent. Like, what are you trying to <laughs> That makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> speaking of accents, the... Rob, when he finished the roadblock, and he's like, I'm a professional horse rider. <laughs> like, <laughs> his Boston accent is so thick, and we all know how well I imitate yeah. a Boston accent. So, yeah, you do a great, <laughs> great Boston accent. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, well, they get to that tower and find that guy. It seems pretty easy to get in there and find yeah. him. And it says, travel by train 20 miles to Tigray. Find the docks located at 700 Levaille to find the next clue. And the train is like right next to that clock tower. Yeah, it's like right across the street. And Robert would never get on the train and it's going to leave in 10 minutes. So they're hoping that nobody else gets on it. But I'm going to tell you really quickly about where we're at. So we've been to Buenos Aires before. We were there in season five. And I gave you information about it then. But the kind of the point of this podcast is people can start whenever. Whatever season they're on. So I'm still going to give you some information. And a lot of it is the same information. Because Tigre is just like a suburb of Buenos Aires. Mm -hmm. And we talked about Mendoza last time. Mm -hmm. And we're in... Yeah. So that's... Yeah. Okay. So Buenos (laughs) Aires is the capital and the primate city of Argentina. Buenos Aires is Spanish for good airs. The greater metropolitan area is the fifth most populous in the Americas with a population of about 13.8 million. It's also the second largest city south of the Tropic of Capricorn. And the quality of life in Buenos Aires was ranked 91 in the world in 2018, being one of the best in Latin America. In 2012, it was the most visited city in South America and the second most visited city of Latin America. And it... Okay. Oh, I was like, what? You just said it was the second was the most visited but the second most visited i wonder what the most visited city of latin america is it's not in south america it would be in like central america because that would be latin america maybe like mexico city yeah i don't know it is known for its preserved european architecture and rich cultural life it has the most bookshops per capita in the world And Buenos Aires is known for its progressive point of view. In 2010, the government passed a bill that allowed 
uh, gays and lesbians to be married. It's the first Latin American country to do so. And I think it was before the United States, too. Wasn't it 2012? I don't remember. Let's see. Um, when we went to Uruguay last season, didn't they say that that was a pretty progressive country, too? Was it last season we went to Uruguay? Season six? Or was it five? I think it was five because that's when we went to Argentina, too. They just oh, went, okay. Yeah. When? 2015 in the U.S. So, yeah. They're, they're more progressive than us. <laughs> and, yeah. So, it's a little bit about where we're at right now. And <laughs> everybody... Like, a lot of these people are, like, Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. Yeah. And like, I try and say it. I'm, like, I, I said this last time when we were talking. I feel like I sound, like, stupid. Buenos Aires. I know it's, I'm, like, not <laughs> saying it the way it's supposed to be said. But Buenos Aires. Whatever. A little bit better than Aries. <laughs> yeah. Buenos Aires. So, Rob and Amber are on that train, hoping nobody else gets on, but the whole group of that first group gets on the same train yeah and so then the other three teams are leaving on the 230 flight mm -hmm. and ray again is like i'm with these old people and this team that weighs a buck 20 there's no way that i'm gonna lose to them yeah i want him i want him to be eliminated like i want like Gretchen and Meredith to beat him out or something like that. Like I want him to be to lose to lose to something I know. like that. Like he like he didn't really bother me up until this episode. Yeah. So he's very like he I don't know. yeah. So they get off the train and the the clue doesn't seem to be too far away from the train either because they get there. Lynn and Al Alex and Lynn are the first ones and. The clue is a detour, and the options are shipwreck or island. And search a seven-square-mile area for... Okay, sorry. This is shipwreck. Shipwreck is search a seven-square-mile area for a specific shipwreck with only a 30-year-old picture as your clue. So the picture is, like, of the boat before it was shipwrecked or something. Yeah, before... So you have to match it. run down. Yeah. And the island is travel four miles with a map to find an island marked with a red star and then go up on the beach and get the clue out of the box. So this one would be kind of a hard choice because they both sound kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, they're both like searching in the water and like on a raft on these little boats that, as we will find out, are not super reliable. Mm-hmm. I would I would probably choose island because you at least have a map to go off of. Yeah. I think I would too. Cuz and 7 square miles is a lot. Mhm. Mm anyway, so Alex and Lynn choose island and Robin Amber choose shipwreck. And the other three teams are kind of having a hard time finding the docks, but they get there and Yuchen and Joyce choose shipwreck and Ron and Kelly choose island and bro the brothers Greg Brian and Greg choose shipwreck. Yeah. And Ron says they're in the bayou. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we're out in the bayou trying to yeah. find an island. With I'm his like, very mm, thick southern accent. No, you're yeah. not. <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, these boats are not very reliable. I'm like, what company did they hire to do this? Because <laughs> a lot of boats break down. 
like Robin Ambers, he says that it broke in half, like split in half. He, him and his running commentary. Oh, yeah. It's really weird. Like, I don't, like, recall any other teams doing this. Like, just, like, talking to the camera, like, telling you what's going on. Yes. I'm like, is this because, do they do that on Survivor? I don't know. Do they just constantly talk to the camera? Because even, like, it's obvious that the camera team is, like, on another boat. Yeah, he's, on. like, yelling. S- yeah, screaming at the <laughs> other. I'm like, it's like, our boat just cracked in half, and this one wants to go back, and this yeah. one wants to keep going, and I agree with Carlos. Let's keep going. And yeah it's really weird <laughs> it is weird <laughs> like he is just like making sure i don't know it's like he should be a host or something i know making sure he just wants us to know what's going yes, on we know everything that's going on at all times <laughs> <laughs> it is funny so yeah he says his boat broke down and then there's like two drivers of the boat and one wants to go back and one wants to keep going and he but they keep going yeah but they find the clue first mm-hmm. and it says Travel 35 miles by taxi to find La Martina, which is the most prestigious polo club in Argentina. And you will check, you will go there to check in at the pit stop. Make your way to the pit stop. Whatever. (laughs) That's kind of a weird way to say that. But so then Brian and Greg find the clue. So it seems like the shipwreck was easier. Well, for this first group of teams. But. Well, Lynn and Alex, their boat breaks down. And in the event of a boat breaking down to, like, no fault of the team, they will get a replacement boat, but no time credit is given for this unlucky situation, says Phil. Yeah. So so their boat's broken down. Ron and Kelly find the island, but Joyce and Uchenna, instead of finding the shipwreck, they stumble upon Mm -hmm. the island. And I'm like, can you just do that? Can you just... I wondered that, too. I was like, oh, no. Like, is that is that going to be a penalty? But it's like switching detours, I guess. Yeah. Like, you don't... Do you have to, like, declare? <laughs> I declare I'm switching detours. <laughs> to like, But, yeah, you can just, like, if you find the other one, just get the other one. I thought that was kind of weird. Or I'm like, are they going to get in trouble? Yeah. But they don't. They don't. Apparently, you can do that. So... So Alex and Lynn, they get a new boat. They find the island. And then Rob and Amber are, like, getting off the boat. And again, he's, like, explaining to the camera, like, yelling at them why he's giving Carlos his Red Sox hat. And, <laughs> yeah. like, this is so weird. To, yeah. Like, anyway, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still trying to decide how I feel about them. Like, they mm-hmm. seem so just, like conniving and like devious but also like they're funny and entertaining and like Mm -hmm. smart players so and so far they've been kind to each other and like yeah they don't really fight the other teams hate them though so yeah is it just because they're good or because they're like not nice or is it yeah is it because like they have like this vendetta against them because they've already won another reality show and they don't want them to win another one or something and yeah like, I just feel like people are very quick to hate them. And I'm like, well, they haven't really done anything yet to make you hate them. I don't know. They're just, the way they're playing the game or something, maybe not everybody likes, but they're really just playing the game. They haven't broken a rule. Yeah. So I don't know why people are so... And while they're it's in just the... Lynn and Alex hate them so Yeah, much. the most. And they're very vocal about it. Everybody mm-hmm. else doesn't really even say anything. Yeah. Lynn and Alex hate Robin Amber. <laughs> a lot. 
And in the so. taxi going to the pit stop, Rob is just like, we're so lucky. We really, like, I must have been born with a horseshoe up my butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're so lucky that we just, like, found that ship or whatever so quickly, you know, like. But they're not, like, lucky, though. They've, they're they actually good at playing the game. Yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, it's hard to, like, when you hear such bad things about people, but then you don't see it. I feel like the same way it's hard for me to decide, like, if I like mm -hmm. him or not. I remember, like, when I watched this originally, it's been a long time and I don't remember specifically, but I remember, like, kind of feeling the same way then, too. Like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't hate them, but they're not my favorite. Yeah. I don't know. But they do arrive to the pit stop first. They're team number one and they win a trip to London. Mm hmm. And Brian and Greg are right after them, and they are team number two, and they're kind of disappointed. They thought they were maybe going to be the first place, but they're not. And then Uchenna and Joyce are team number three, Ron and Kelly number four, and Lynn and Alex number five. So the whole first group is checked in mm -hmm. to the pit stop as Before, the, yeah. the second flight is just landing. And Susan and Patrick are the last ones out of the airport. Ray and Dina's drive driver takes them to the wrong place because they're supposed to go to that clock tower. They take them to the wrong place. So Meredith and Gretchen get to the clue first and they <laughs> run over to the train station and they get on the train that leaves at 430, which is only three minutes. And But Ray and Dina make it on there just barely right after them. But mm -hmm. Susan and Patrick do not. But Susan and Patrick think they, they – so they get on the next one. Susan and Patrick. Yeah. And they think that they are first and that the other two teams haven't made it on their yeah. train. They're like, and they're oh, like we're... acting like they are sitting pretty, but they don't know that they're actually in last place. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they couldn't have gotten here before us. There's no way they could have gotten here before us. They're not even on the train yet. It's like, well, they've already taken off. But I'd like to point out that these trains are only three minutes apart. Oh, so that's not. So that. it's really not that big of a yeah. deal. Because the first one with Ray and Dina and Gretchen and Meredith arrives at 5.35 and the one with Susan and Patrick arrives at 5.38. Yeah. Well, because in the the first group, when Rob and Amber got on, it says they leave in 10 minutes. It's like our train leaves in 10 minutes. Hopefully nobody gets on. So maybe one train is just slow. Maybe. Like uh, Ray and Dina's was slow or something. I don't know. Anyways, the first train arrives with Gretchen and Meredith and Ray and Dina, and Gretchen and Meredith get a taxi to the clue box to the detour, and Ray and Dina walk. So Meredith and Gretchen get there first, and they choose Island. And, and Ray says, I'm not losing to them. They're a couple decades beyond where they need to be. What does that even mean? I know. Like, I'm like so they you're just aged? Supposed to, you're like, supposed to give up on life because you're older? <laughs> Like, you're just supposed to not do anything in life if you Once you reach 60. Yeah. Uh, it was a very weird comment, but. Yeah. He's very ageist. Yeah. <laughs> Don't like it. And because Susan and Patrick get to the detour clue at the same time as Ray and Dina, and they choose they, Island as well. Yeah. They all choose Island. And Susan and Patrick's boat dies, like, right away. And... Meredith and Gretchen are kind of lost. Mm -hmm. So Ray and Dina get to the clue on the island first and see that they have to go back to the pit stop. And as they're heading back that direction, Meredith and Gretchen find them. 
and they tell their driver to follow them. They don't know that they've gotten the clue already. Well, as they as Meredith and Gretchen's boat passes Randina, Randina kind of like like shrug their shoulders like I don't know, like they act like they don't know where the clue is. Yeah. So Which... Meredith and Gretchen are like, "Oh, it's obviously not back there, so let's turn around and follow them." But mm-hmm. the clue was back there. So they follow them for quite a while and then realize that they're heading back to like yeah, the they're like, oh, this is not. And they're like, oh, n- yeah, this is the wrong way. They lied to us. We have to go back. But he also says they lied, but it's part of the game. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, which I like because some people take it too personally. Yeah. And he doesn't. And Susan and Patrick, their boat broke down and now they're kind of lost. And Patrick is very discouraged. And he basically just doesn't want to be in the race Yeah, he's like, why do you even want to do this anymore, Mom? And she's like, I want to keep going. I want to see if we can do it. And he's like, what's the point? There's no hope. Yeah. He said, there's no inkling of hope. When it's done, it's done. And she's like, you're being very negative. Like, let's just keep working hard and being positive. And he's like, why? What's the point? Which is very annoying. I couldn't. That would be, like, I think the worst kind of teammate to have mm-hmm. like i could deal with somebody being slow weak if you tried the hardest if you tried and never gave up yeah and you were slow but you yeah. tried and never gave up you know but yeah to have a roommate uh, not a roommate <laughs> <laughs> a teammate who just gave up like that would be so frustrating mm-hmm. yeah and like she said the same thing um like in the car she was like nobody's told me i'm out so i'm not out yeah and I love that because yeah. we say it all the time. Mm-hmm. She said, yeah, no one's told me I'm out of the race, so it's not over. So Meredith and Gretchen get the clue and then Susan and Patrick after. So um, Ray and Dean are on their way to the pit stop and they check in as team number six. And then we see Meredith and Gretchen and Patrick and Susan getting into cabs to go to the pit stop. And they make it seem like it's pretty close, but I think by the t- the darkness mm-hmm. like you can tell a difference like mm-hmm. it's dark for meredith and gretchen but it's very very dark for patrick and susan yeah so it seems like they're quite a bit farther behind than they make, make it, it seem think. yeah <laughs> make us think so meredith and gretchen check it as team number seven and that means susan and patrick are team number eight and they are eliminated yeah and susan is like kind of upset and says that she wanted to keep going and Pat, she said Patrick's pessimism like really frustrates me. It mm-hmm. really bothers me. And he's like, oh, I'm just a realist, but yeah. maybe I need to lighten up. Yeah. yeah. So of all the teams we have on the race, I think they have are the weakest so mm-hmm. far. So I think it is their time to go. And it is annoying that somebody makes it onto the race and just wants to quit. So yeah, just yeah. be done then because tons of other people would want to be in your place. So if you don't want to mm-hmm. be here, then I'm glad you're eliminated. But up until this episode, I've liked him. And it's not that I don't like him. It was just that was really annoying that he got so negative and just pretty much gave up. Yeah. Yeah. We're kind of, you know, we're, we're four legs in. We're kind of starting to see personalities and like get to know the teams a little bit better. It's the first three legs, I think, are kind of hard to. Yeah form an opinion about people yes so yeah well 
they and I don't know if you remember. It's been a while since we watched episode one, but they took second place in leg one. Mm. And then they were eighth, eighth, eighth. So their average is 6.5. They did really well the first leg and then not so well. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, they were just kind of, like, barely hanging on there mm-hmm. at the end. And their franchise trivia, they're the first mother and son team to compete. The oldest mother and son team at an average age of 40. And the lowest average of a mother and son team. <laughs> and post-race, Patrick, I don't, do you, do you know that Rob and Amber come back for All-Stars? Mm-mm. They come back for All-Stars. Oh, well, now I know they don't win. Well, that's not necessarily true. That we've never had a first place winner come back for All-Stars. That's also not necessarily true. You just wait, little. <laughs> That's weird. I'm not saying that they win, but I'm not saying that they don't. <laughs> he said uh, something that they do in All Stars. They get letters from people that were on their previous season, like their their original season, and Patrick's dislike towards Robin Amber continues, which results in a very disparaging letter sent to them for the roadblock in the fourth leg on All Stars, which will come in. I think it's season eleven. So eight, nine, ten, in like four seasons. So they both have a Facebook. Patrick doesn't post very much and hasn't posted anything recently. Can't really find him on Instagram either. There's a lot of Patrick bombs. So, but Susan, however, she kind of has an interesting story. She, her husband's name is John Vaughn. <laughs> Which I think is funny. So she graduated from Miami University, which is not in Miami, Florida. It's in Ohio. That's weird. I didn't know that. Yeah. In 1980-something. And then she worked for Miami University from 1985 to 2020. And then she retired and she ran for Ohio House of Representatives. And didn't get it, but then she ran for the city council of Hamilton, Ohio, and she did get it. So she's, I think she's currently a city council member in Hamilton, Ohio, Hmm. their hometown. So, and I don't know how big Hamilton, like being a city council member in Fountain Green, Utah, where (laughs) we're from is like. Very different than. than, Yeah, than being like a city council member in like a major city. So I don't know how big Hamilton is, but. Anyway. Okay. Well, that is that is them. Okay. And well, I feel like we've got to be leaving South America. I know. America. I was surprised we were still in <laughs> South America. I think this is like the longest we've stayed. Yeah. In like a continent four legs. before. So, yeah. I think we're definitely leaving. I think we're going to Europe. Yeah, probably. And I think we're close to a non-elimination leg. Mm-hmm. So, so let's watch it. Hopefully I can stay awake. I'm yeah. still on <laughs> Europe time and it's like the middle of the night for me, but <laughs> I need to get back to normal. So, and it's past my bedtime on a norm because I'm just, yeah, she just time. goes to sleep early <laughs> <laughs> and I'm already past my bedtime and it's only 930. So no, well, <sighs> we can do it. Okay. All right. Well, I was we... going to say, okay, good night. <laughs> <laughs> good night. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening. This is the Amazing Rewatch podcast. You can email us at theamazingrewatch at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at theamazingrewatch. Or you can join our Facebook group, The Amazing Rewatch Podcast. Please like, rate, and review and share with your friends and reach out to us. We love to hear from you. Thanks for your support. Thanks for listening. Bye.